You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on a Tuesday. Tony, we're going to be doing a little double duty today. we got three games in the association, and that opens us up to talk about quarterbacks for Week 11. A lot of interesting options there. How are you doing tonight, Tony? I'm doing good. You know, the quarterbacks are going to be very interesting in uh, fantasy football this week. I think we've been able to uh, get some cheap ones. We've been uh, staying away from the top guys. But I think cream rises to the top this week. It'll be interesting when we break down the quarterbacks. Fair enough, and we will get to that in the show as usual. But we are going to start in the association, Tony. And I'm looking at the three games, and there is one game that has an over-under total that is a good 15 points higher than the other two. We're talking about Toronto and Houston in that case. Are you going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of options in that matchup? See, it's kind of it's tough because you have that game. So those pr- price players are are exorbitant, right? And the bargains are in some of these cheaper games. And if you want to get James Harden in, you got to pay through the nose to get him. And I think you have to have James Harden in your lineup tonight. I talked about in the show earlier. This is a guy capable of putting up eighty fantasy points. I don't see anyone else on the slate going over fifty. So if he does put up the eighty fantasy points. And then you got nobody with 40 or 50. There's no way you can make that up in a three-game slate. Um, so I think it's going to be tough to get that many guys, and we have to cherry-pick tonight on where we're going. All right, fair enough. It sounds like the beard could be a cornerstone of the Tony Sincata's lineup. And remember, as we transition to quarterbacks as well, we put up polls every day here on Lineup Lock Live so you guys can follow along. You know, on Friday we build the people's lineup, but every day you can get a little bit of an insight into Tony's thinking and to what the people are saying at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as well. If you want to follow us, ask us some questions. We'll have the polls up on the quarterbacks but we will first go through the three games it sounds like tony definitely wants james harden as a cornerstone of his lineup we'll see how he builds around james harden with uh the rest of the budget that he has tony i also got to remind you because yesterday i made a point about demarco murray who popped off for three touchdowns and you told me to remember to remind you about this today so i was kind of giving you because i had demarco murray in my lineup And you were like, oh, I got to go hard on this. So I feel like when we come back after the break here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you're going to tell me something like, yeah, even a broken clock is right twice a day or how hard it is, how hard it is to keep track when you have, you know, hundreds of picks that you make. Of course, some of them are going to be wrong, but I'll wait. And after the break, I'll take my medicine then. Okay, Tony? Uh, this will be, don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this, people. Oh, boy. I'm already shaking in my boots. They're Nikes right now, but you know what I'm talking about. We'll come on back. It's Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and the Tony Sincata, the man I want to be when I grow up. Three games on the slate and quarterbacks when we come back. Hello, friends. 
friends? If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on a Tuesday. And Tony, you know, I wanted to bring up the fact that my original hunch, my knee-jerk reaction last week was DeMarco Murray coming off a bye. I thought he'd be as healthy as he was going to be. I ultimately pulled him in many of the shares that I had of him, and then he popped off for three touchdowns, Tony. Yeah, so this is the one thing where we do fantasy basketball and we do fantasy football each and every night and during the baseball season we do baseball and to tell you the truth is that any tom dick and harry thinks they know about the nfl and thinks they can make nfl predictions and and it's crazy right and we do put a lot of time we put a lot of research into what we do sure do but here's the difference is the nfl has a variance that is unlike any other sport and demarco murray was the perfect example of that the easiest score, sport to predict on a daily basis is basketball. Right. Basketball is the absolute easiest. Now, we look at DeMarco Murray, and DeMarco Murray is a guy that had a fine game, right? But when you actually break it down, he had three yards per carry, and he caught five passes for 40 yards and had over 10 or 11 fantasy points. He just happened but to get in the end zone on those carries. He gets in the end zone, yep. and you get the six points additional. That's what makes this very yep. tough, what we do. And I think that's the bonus where people love fantasy football and, and why so many people think they can do it, because once in a while you can get that number there. And in baseball, it's the same thing with a home run as opposed to a 335-foot flyout, which right. could happen there. We don't have that in basketball. Basketball, it's two points for basket. It's one point for assist one point for a rebound invariance comes into play and if you're gonna do this and study this this is one of the craziest things is that demarco murray outlined the perfect game where variance came into play huge in that contest yeah no you make a great point tony yesterday on the fantasy freestyle i actually made the point because i've been on these kind of young ascending running backs i had to make the point that derrick henry actually outgained demarco yeah. murray on sunday and you know that the, the touches were about even but because all the touchdowns went one way in the proverbial box score it looks like a you know one completely outproduced the other tony the other point, and I would love to get your thoughts on this. The other point is, listen, when it comes to basketball, there's only five people on the floor at the same time. And I think that matters a lot. You know, with baseball, we talk about lineups with, you know, nine guys. On football, there's so many different options. And you've always told me that basketball was kind of the sport that lended itself to DFS the most and kind of the earliest. And it sounds like this is part of the reason why, right? Because there is less variance. You can try to pinpoint the guys you think are going to go off and um, it may be a little bit easier to get that advantage because you're not dealing with the variance like you said and a little bit easier to hit and win that cash 
Yeah, so here's the crazy thing about basketball. It's easier to predict because of the variance. Because you said, like we said, we have five players in the court, right? Right. Well, only three of them really touch the ball. We see mm-hmm. guys that are 12, 10% usage rate. The problem in trying to make money doing this is that the fantasy basketball player is a lot better uh, player because you know what? Right. Everybody thinks they know fantasy football. Mm-hmm. You don't get guys that all of a sudden say, you know what? I got nothing to do tonight. I'm going to drop $30 playing fantasy basketball. Like, that doesn't happen. Right, right, right. There are far less fish in the NBA DFSC, only a bunch of sharks swimming around. So let's give you the advantage that you need on this three-game slate. Let's dive into it right now, Tony. First game is the Boston Celtics. They travel to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. 206.5 is your total. The Boston Celtics are road favorites by seven points. Tony, Brooklyn Nets... You know, uh, they don't really play defense. The Boston Celtics, they do play some defense. My boy D'Angelo Russell, not in with a knee injury for the Nets. So I'm thinking this is going to be heavy Boston Celtics, not so much when it comes to the Nets. Guys like Kyrie, even my man Jason Tatum, get uh, some love tonight. Here's the crazy part, though. This is the contrast in styles. The Brooklyn Nets play an up-tempo style, right? Mm -hmm. The Boston Celtics, not only do they have a great defense, they play a slow style, and they grind it out. So I think the Celtics win out here, and I think this game's a low-scoring game in this contest, especially without D'Angelo Russell. Now, I don't love the Celtics because Kyrie Irving, as you mentioned, he's playing with a fractured cheekbone. I don't know why he's even playing in this game. They're putting a mask on him. They're going to win this game with him or without him. He has to prove it, Tony. He has to prove it to the Boston fans after Isaiah Thomas went out there after the death of his sister and the hip. And you know that B-Town fans want a working blue-class guy. And you know that Kyrie Irving's too worried about going to private schools at Duke and uh, writing about the earth is flat. He needs to gain some Social capital with the Beantown fans, Tony. Yeah, you know what? That's probably not far from the truth there. Uh, but well, you know what? Wait till the playoffs, Kyrie. Wait till the, we don't need the Nets on the November 14th to take down this one. So Kyrie's going to play. I'm not playing him tonight just because of the, the, the facial fracture. He's a strong play, and I think you could play him tonight uh, if you believe that he plays 30 minutes and go from there. I am going to play Al Horford. They're the worst in the league at covering centers. Uh, I'm going to use Al Horford, and I'm going to use Spencer Dinwiddie on the Nets side of things, uh, who will start at point guard tonight with no D'Angelo Russell, get those extra minutes at 4800 bucks. So I'm using two guys from this contest. I also like Jalen Brown in this uh, game as well. Jalen Brown's one of those uh, two guys that likes to rebound a lot as well, and he could come into play. Um, Jason Tatum's a guy that's been dealing with an ankle injury, too. In this game, like I said, I'm not going to trust him to get a whole bunch of minutes here. I'm concerned about the Celtics getting enough minutes in this game, and I would look for things more on uh, the New Jersey side with some of these injuries to D'Angelo Russell, people picking up some extra play time. So two guys in this game, Al Horford, Spencer Dinwiddie. All right. uh, When you talk about guys maybe getting some extra playing time, can I throw out another one? What about a guy like Sean Kilpatrick for the Brooklyn Nets? Okay, this is a guy who's going at only 3,400. I see his usage rate is pretty high. I know he only plays eight, nine minutes a game. But like you said, with some of the injuries that the Nets have, could he be an option if you needed to punt somewhere? 
Yeah, he could be an option. The problem is it'd be a guess on how much playing time he's going to get. Uh, but he's a guy, even last year, when he got an opportunity to play, he would put up big fantasy numbers. He's a guy that's not shy at all. He puts up big numbers when he gets in there. You, you talked about his usage rate. He's worth a gamble on a three-game uh, slate. He's one of those guys that if you had multiple lineups, you would put him in one lineup and go from there. All right, fair enough. So some people will have shares of him, but maybe not a cornerstone like you talked about. The cornerstone you talked about is the beard, James Harden, and he plays in our next game that we're talking about. The Toronto Raptors go to Houston to take on the Rockets. Highest total on the board tonight, 219 and a half. The Rockets are six and a half point home favorites. Tony, when I think of the Toronto Raptors, I think of their backcourt of Lowry and DeRozan. I like DeRozan a little bit better tonight because I know that the Rockets have some ability to defend the point guard. What about a guy like DeMar DeRozan tonight at 8,000? Yeah, he's a guy you can certainly play. If you can afford to put him in your lineup, basing how you put your team together, uh, absolutely grab him in there. I think a lot of people are going to have a choice between getting Eric Gordon or DeMar DeRozan in, and I think DeRozan uh, is the choice if you can afford him. If you have to drop down, you can drop down uh, there. I'm using James Harden in this game. I'm using Clint Capella, the center for the mm. Houston Rockets, uh, in this one. Clint Capella, seventy-one hundred bucks. So I'm going to use one, Clint Capella at center and Al Horford at power forward in that last game. And then we got some injuries to the Toronto Raptors that CJ Miles is going to get some extra playing time tonight, and he's only thirty-four hundred dollars on DraftKings. He's thirty-one hundred dollars. On FanDuel, Noah Powell is out of the lineup tonight, so C.J. Miles should step right in, and he'll be a guy in play for me uh, for the Raptors. Okay, fair enough. There's another guy that a lot of people have uh, had some buzz on in the fantasy community today. What about P.J. Tucker? I look at his DraftKings salary today. It's only 3800 This is a guy, I understand, only gets about 28, 29 minutes a game, but what do you think about a guy like P.J. Tucker tonight with that DraftKings price? He's the uh, equivalent of uh, Reggie Jackson for all you Yankees mm. fans. He likes to get up there. He likes to swing and miss every once in a while and then go deep. He had 16 fantasy points in his last game, but prior to that, he came off three successive games of over 20 points, 28, 23, and 21 at $3,800. You love that. Uh, prior to that, he had two games at 18, 18. He likes to shoot the three-pointers. He likes to fire away. He's He can play some good defense and rebound, uh, but when he's hitting the threes, at that price, he'll absolutely win you a tournament. All right, fair enough. And as Tony mentioned, some of these players you may want some exposure to but not have as cornerstone plays like the beard James Harden. But you know something? You don't have to deal with that. If you go on over to www.fantasyfactor.com, single-entry tournaments, smaller tournaments, flatter prize pools, I certainly recommend it if you're dipping your toe in the DFS water. All right, Tony, when we come back on Lineup Lock Live, we have one more game in the association to talk about it is Spurs and Mavs but you've taught me to not play many people going against the San Antonio Spurs I'm going to see if you violate that rule because there's only three games on the slate tonight we'll talk through that one and then we'll turn our attentions to the quarterbacks for week 11 like you said the cream may rise to the top I got some questions for you about this Cowboys quarterback facing a bad defense with no running back in tow we'll talk about that next segment as well Dane Mar Martinez and Tony Sincata. It is Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Hey, it's Tony Sicata telling you about a new show, Fantasy Football Rewind. Catch it late night on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Starts at 1 a.m. on the East Coast, 10 p.m. on the West Coast. It's two hours of fantasy football action. I'll give you all the latest news in fantasy football. I'll talk about all the things that happen on the channel throughout the day. I'll tell you who's right, who's wrong. Fantasy Football Rewind. If you can't stay up that late, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Fantasy Football Rewind. Hey, this is Greg Sussman, your fantasy football BFF, and I'm here to tell you all about the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS. All you have to do is answer four questions in a row, right? And you win two tickets to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. Make sure you're locked and loaded in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network so you always know when we're playing. The game only happens once a day, and the show changes, so make sure you listen and watch and play the Big Game Trivia Challenge, sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony taking you through a three-game slate in the NBA. Tony, we are two down and one to go, and that game is the San Antonio Spurs in Dallas. A battle of Texas here against the Mavericks. A low total, 202 is the total, mostly because how great the Spurs are on defense. And the Spurs are road six-and-a-half-point favorites. Tony, when I look at this game, you talked about... James Harden being kind of a cornerstone piece. I kind of think LaMarcus Aldridge has the potential to be one as well. At 8,500, I love his usage rate. And and the Mavs are 28th in the league defending the power forward. I think this sets up to be a good game for L.A. Yeah, I think if you look at it that way, he could be in there. But the the negatives are is he's in the lowest total of the the night. So if you're playing a uh, a game, a guy in that game, I, I could see going there. And I think he's priced appropriately there. So to me, it comes down to him or Al Horford. I think both of them are in similar positions with their teams. And I'm just trusting going against Brooklyn as opposed to Dallas there. But I don't think it's a wrong play at all. I think the guy's going to come through. I think it just comes down to selection. And in fact, I actually like a couple of Spurs in this game because their their prices are down. And with only a three game slate, you got to get some uh, price relief somewhere. And so I think Patty Mills at forty five to forty two hundred dollars. He's put up three good games in a row. They're twenty second in the league against uh, point guards. Uh, Kyle Anderson. Uh, is a guy that I don't routinely play, but I think at the cheap price of 4500 uh, he could be a guy that you could put in your lineup tonight. And then on the Dallas side, we're starting to see the emergence of LeBron James's man. His boy, yeah. Uh, which he, yeah, and he is uh, playing very well. And I think you could put him in the lineup at fifty four hundred bucks uh, tonight. I don't, and he's the only Dallas Maverick that I'm playing. I think you could go and you could play Harrison Barnes as well if you wanted to go there. Uh, but I, I'm not. I'm just sticking with LeBron's man. So wait a second. I was going to ask you a question about quote unquote LeBron's man, Dennis Smith Jr., the number the uh, number eight pick overall. I guess he went right after the Knicks drafted, and Phil Jackson yes. made that pick. But I wanted to ask you this because Tony, a rookie point guard against the Spurs and that defense that is number one in the association against the point guard. This is a rookie. Now, I know he's been playing great lately, you know, also buoyed by the love from the King LeBron James, but it sounds like competing theses or thesi to me. Um, you, you're, you're trusting this point guard against the Spurs. 
The price is not right on DraftKings. The price has got to get uh, – it hasn't caught up to him. His last three games, this guy's got a $5,400 price. His last three games, he has a 44, a 48, and a 29. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy going nine times the value in two out of three games. All right, fair enough. You have compelled me. I also wanted to push back a little bit, Tony, on something you said before. You mentioned that part of the reason you would not necessarily go with Aldridge is because it has the lowest total on the board. I know that when we play, when we talk about football, right, we talk about, hey, like this team is going to be up big in the third quarter, but your response is always, hey, but they have to get up somehow, and so that may yeah. be, you know. So with the same thing, I guess it's a 202 total, but like there will be some production in this game. Like, it's not like the final score is going to be a high school girls basketball team, you know? So, like, there's going to be some production, and it looks like a lot of the production from the Spurs goes through LaMarcus. Yeah, I think when you look at this game, like I said, it comes down to the power forwards, and it comes down to him and Al Horford, and Al Horford plus uh, being a game with a little higher total is also $900 cheaper uh, in that bid. So I think you go either one. I don't think uh, if you wanted to go – one lineup with Horford, one lineup with Aldridge. I have no problem with doing that. I think they're right around there. Uh, but I'm just going to save the 900 bucks in this one. And, and I think that with the Boston Celtics in that game, I think Al Horford takes on a more of a usage because you got Kyrie Irving playing in that unique situation with that mask on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes, he is the masked man uh, right now because of those. Uh, what was it? F- facial fractures he's dealing with over there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's Price transition. Yeah, yeah. Let's transition, though, to the quarterbacks for Week 11. And like you said, you thought the cream rises to the top. So we have a poll question up right now. And here are some of the high-end quarterbacks we are discussing. Tom Brady at 7,400. Carson Wentz, everybody's darling, at 7,200. Dak Prescott at 69. And Drew Brees at 6,800. Let's talk a little bit, Tony, about how you see Sunday night football playing out with the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, 49% of this poll, Tony, are going with Wensylvania, Carson Wentz. And I understand. I understand how hot the Eagles have been. I understand that they are something now of a fantasy herd. You never know if it's Aguilar or Alshon or Ertz. But you take, you know, the shepherd of the herd, which is Carson Wentz. But I got to tell you something, Tony. Give me the other side of this matchup. Give me Dak Prescott without Ezekiel Elliott against the Eagles, who are number one in the league against the run, but not so much against the pass. We still hear that Ronald Darby is not necessarily back. I actually like the fact that the left tackle is down because I think that means more rushing potential for Dak Prescott as well. And I can get him at cheaper and lower owned. I like Dak Prescott actually in this matchup. I'll tell you what, I, I'm shocked by this poll. I thought Carson Wentz could win this poll, and that's why I put him out there. He's playing on the Sunday night game. I included the whole slate in this poll. Mm-hmm. I thought him and Tom Brady would be close because if I didn't put Wentz in, I thought Tom Brady would win this thing going away. Uh, I, I'll tell you, it's crazy to me. I think the Dallas secondary, uh, you could absolutely take apart, but their front line's not bad, and they can get to the quarterback, and they have got to the mm-hmm. quarterback. Now, that defense is totally different when Sean Lee's out. Sean Lee's going to be out the next three games. Uh, so I expect Wentz to have a good game. I look at Dak Prescott, and I've never seen an offense look so bad in one game as opposed to there. And I'll tell you what, it's not anything to do with uh, Mr. De- uh, Mr. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. It was all about the left tackle. Yeah. You might want to see the left tackle out. 
I'll tell you what, you don't want to see him out because the coach on the sideline is asleep during the game, Jason Garrett, and didn't realize that one player had six sacks yeah, against Claiborne the quarterback. Yeah, Claiborne with six sacks. If somebody needs to block him. You need to put a tight end over there or have a running back hit him, and they never, ever made an adjustment. That's what worries me about Dak Prescott because I agree with you. It's a good matchup on paper, but after watching that last game, I'm concerned. All right, fair enough, Tony, but that was like that happened in game. Maybe with a week of film study, these guys figure out another way to do it. Maybe it more read options a little bit. You know, you don't have to who's it going to be? Like Brandon Graham coming off the side or or the rookie Barnett from Tennessee. Maybe instead of trying to block him, they read him with a lot of zone reads, no? I don't know why, you know, I, something's got to be done at halftime or someone's got to call a timeout and and have one of the running backs pick the guy up. I, I don't know why they didn't do anything. It, it was baffling to me. Uh, I'm interested to see how that goes about. And then Cole Beasley wasn't in that game plan, which shocked the hell out of me. Yeah, I completely agree. We had Joe Pisapia on uh, Sunday Lineup Lock Live, and he had Cole Beasley as one of his diamonds in the rough in that game as well. It did not play out. Let me ask you a little bit about Drew Brees, Tony. And honestly, the Saints... I believe this team is evolving right before our very eyes. Drew Brees, under 200 yards, no touchdowns last week. This running game with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, they possess the ball for like 42, 43 minutes. That is part of what's helping their defense get to be like fifth in the league against points, eighth in the league giving up yards. They're opportunistic as well. I think they believe they are a better team when Drew Brees does not have to be a volume throw like he has been in years past. I think it's a very good thing for the New Orleans Saints, less good for Breeze's fantasy owners. Would you agree? I don't think, like the other three guys, I can make an argument for Prescott. I can make an argument for Brady. I can make an argument for Wentz. I can't really make an argument to use Drew Breeze. Uh, you look at the $6,800 price tag, that's the only argument because it's right. so cheaper than what we usually pay for Drew Brees. But Washington's got two healthy cornerbacks mm -hmm. that uh, people love and respect. They uh, are not great against the run. So we got two great running backs uh, in New Orleans. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why they would throw the ball around here a ton. I mean, Drew Brees, I don't know what his deal is here because he used to be a guy that cared about padding his stats. And now he's handing off, handing off. He only had 25 passes, 27 and 28 in the last three games. And they won those games. Absolutely. He's also a free agent at the end of the season. So I don't know if he decided, you know, winning in New Orleans might get him back there with another contract. Uh, but he is the one guy I wouldn't play out of this four. No, I agree. I think this game script is going to be a lot different than people think. I could see the Saints trying to you know, slow it down, run the ball. And honestly, Tony, when you go on over to mybookie.ag, this Washington-New Orleans game, the game total right now is 51 and a half. I actually under. think the under, yeah, I would be pounding the under on this game like it is nobody's business. The Saints have shown you that they now understand that to wait, the way they need to win is by using Ingram and Kamara. Tony, do you think Ingram and Kamara now are better than and, uh, Freeman and Coleman were at their height for the Falcons as like when you could use both and you could start both running backs. I know you feel the same way about Ingram and Kamara. Have they, um, are they even a stronger example of this than say the Falcons guys were last year? 
Absolutely, because I think there's no difference in between the two. Because you look at Ingram, he catches 50 balls a year, right? Yep. And he's supposed to be the bigger back that runs through the tackles. And I've seen Alvin Kamara run through the tackles. So I like these guys. If you look at Tevin Coleman, he was really predicated on those 13 touchdowns that he got on some big plays. I mean, he was getting a touchdown every 13 times. I think these two guys are just carrying the load. you got to remember, as good as Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman were, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan in the passing game were the thing for the Atlanta Falcons. This Saints team's not throwing a ball. They're just saying, hey, we're going to line these two guys up, and we're going to run it right at you. Stop us. Fair enough. You talk about Matty Ice. He is in our next poll. So when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, you're going to get the Tony Sincata's thoughts on if Matt Ryan at 5,800 with a defense that now no longer has Richard Sherman is a viable play on Monday night as we go through the quarterbacks for week 11. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. And you already know we're on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata bringing you the sledgehammer of values for uh, quarterbacks in week 11 of the NFL season. Tony, maybe people don't want to spend all the way up for a guy like uh, Dak Prescott or a guy like Carson Wentz because everyone is on Carson Wentz. So let's take a look at some mid-level quarterbacks as far as the price is concerned. Derek Carr at 6,400. Kirk Cousins at 6,100. Matt Ryan at 58. And Eli Manning at 57. Tony, let's start with Matty Ice on Monday night at Seattle. And, you know, when I just say that, it sounds very daunting. But I'm going to tell you the truth. The Seattle defense is not what it has been. Earl Thomas has missed the last couple of weeks. He may be back, but they lose Richard Sherman. So who is going to cover Julio Jones? This makes me think this could be an opportunity for Matt Ryan at a pretty cheap price. Yeah, again, this is kind of like Drew Brees for me, right? this one right here. Because the price is so low, you're like, damn, i got to take a shot. And it's not that I think Seattle is the defense that it has been in the past, because it certainly isn't. They're a lot of 16th most points to quarterbacks. They take Richard Sherman out of it. Earl Thomas looks like he's going to play, but he won't be at 100%. Right. Um, I- I'm going to stay away, even though it is enticing, and I think people will take a shot here. And I just kind of stay away because they've been ineffective against poor teams, this Atlanta offense. I mean, nobody has he lit it up against. Even Dallas last week, right, 15 fantasy points. Carolina, they got 22 from Matt Ryan. Then 17 against the Jets, 17 against New England, 12, 11, 16, 14. 
Only two weeks of 20-plus more fantasy points for Matt Ryan. No, fair enough. I, I will say this, though. This Falcons-Seahawks game on Monday night isn't going to be an interesting matchup. I believe it will be a uh, a playoff eliminator, if you know what I mean. The loser of this game will likely have too far to climb in the NFC. Tony, what do you think is going to go down in Mexico? We didn't talk about Tom Brady in the first poll. We have Derek Carr in this poll. I know uh, the altitude there in uh, Mexico City is something like twice that of mile high. Will Derek Carr be able to breathe by the fourth quarter? And will those laser pointers be on him? Remember that last year <laughs> where the guys in the crowd were shining laser lights right at the people? I wonder, you know, I know there's the New England uh, pass defense, which is, you know, bottom five of the league. Do you think Derek Carr will be able to capitalize or will they be too bright of a laser pointer in his eye? Yeah, so here's the thing. If you look at the Patriots, they were allowing, through the first four games, uh, 32 points per game, and now they're 15th uh, points per game in the last four games. And they've really improved. And if you look at the performance Malcolm Butler and Gilmore put on the run, yeah, they did very well Sunday night. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders was amazing. If you watch the game, Mm -hmm. he was covered on all those little catches. Yeah, he made a couple of great catches. I mean, it was insane. So I think the Raiders are going to have a tough time with the New England Patriots. The Patriots are uh, obviously taking this game very seriously. Mm-hmm. They stayed in Denver and they're practicing at the Air Force Academy because they want to practice at altitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to go into Mexico City, and I think they're going to take them apart. But you got Crabtree, you got Amari Cooper. I think he's a decent play here. I, I think he's a decent play. But this defense has greatly improved. Yeah, fair enough. I agree with you. I think, um, let me ask you this, though, because we may not get to it later in the week. Of the pass catchers in Oakland, people are forgetting about Jared Cook. And Jared Cook has really yeah, been shit. interesting over the last couple of weeks. You know how I feel about Amari Cooper. Um, and, you know, with, like you said, Gilmore and Butler there doing pretty well on the wideouts. Could Jared Cook be a sneaky play this week as an option going over the middle of that defense? And remember, I know what you've told me about how the Patriots have been without Hightower. 23 points in this game against Miami, nine fantasy points, 19, another nine. Um, this is a guy, yeah, you got to pay attention to him, and he's playing very well, and we've seen it to him. The thing is, he's hot or miss throughout his career, yeah. but I like what he's done. I think he could play him at 4800 bucks, absolutely here. And if you guys are playing in season-long leagues, and if someone cut him because of their bye week, Go and pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. We talked a little bit about Kirk Cousins as it related to that game with New New Orleans in the uh, that will be in the Dome this week. So let's talk a little bit about Eli Manning at 5,700. Tony, again, you know, this is kind of the inverse of what we talked about for Drew Brees. You know, he's throwing the ball less. They have more balance and a run game better for the actual New Orleans Saints. Eli is doing the opposite. It's a bad team. They're down, and he's become a volume thrower. I've been talking about how he's going to put it up like 40, 45 times. He now has at least Sterling Shepard back. Evan Ingram has been a revelation for him. The Kansas City Chiefs are bottom five in the league against the pass. It kind of sets up. Maybe Eli, you know, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win the game, but winning the game and producing in fantasy are two different things, and I like a $5,700 price tag. 
So everything you said is a hundred percent right, but, right? But and I and I'm sitting there and I'm looking. I'm going, man. They played San Francisco last week and they only put up seventeen fantasy points. So I could take seventeen, but I I, I want I want to get greedy and I want more uh, against the Rams. Fourteen and an eight and a nine versus some good defenses in Seattle and Denver. It's been week four since he's put up over twenty fantasy points. Twenty-seven fantasy points against the Buccaneers. He had Odell Beckham Jr. there. Philadelphia put up 27 fantasy points he had Odell Beckham Jr. there so one guy has made a huge difference in this offense yeah that's why they need to pay that one guy in the offseason at least to compete against what he's making from shoe companies at least come on now all right let's keep it moving here and if you'd have less money to spend and you need to go shopping at the blue light special for quarterbacks in week 11 here are some options we're going to discuss first of all the Arizona quarterback whoever that might be whether it's Drew Stanton or Blaine Gabbard of all all people at 4,900. Blake Bortles, Bortles Service at 52. Case Keenum at 5,100. And Joe Flacco at 49. I want to start off, Tony, with Case Keenum. And boy, is fear of job security a great motivator. You know, because we talked about how Patrick Mahomes lit a fire under Alex Smith before. You see how the Niners trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then all of a sudden, my boy CJ Beathard has his best game of the year. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is activated and dressing. And now all of a sudden, Case Keenum last week against Washington, 300 yards, three touchdowns, a good matchup. I think this could be a very interesting game that could, to be quite honest, decide a playoff by potentially in the NFC with the Vikings and the Rams. I think the Rams are growing in their defense with Wade Phillips kind of, you know, they're getting into a flow. But give me Case Keenum with all of his weapons at only 5,100, mostly because he's looking over his shoulder and the images in the mirror are bigger than they appear. And that's Teddy Bridgewater. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people with rankings that have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen in the top 10. Well, if those two guys are in the top 10 the rest of the year. Then take the, the aggregate of have, Case Keenum. Yeah. How did that, the guy to get in the ball is going to be in there somewhere, too. And he, he's in play. And at this price, he has to intrigue you. He has to interest you. And I'll tell you what, I think this group is better than the last group as far as our return on the dollar is going to be on Sunday. I didn't love anyone in that middle group. I think Case Keenum's a guy that can come up big in this one. All right, fair enough. I am also intrigued by Joe Flacco at 4,900. They're coming off their bye, I do believe. And you also heard reports out of the bye that they want to quote-unquote open up the offense. There is really no more close that it could be when you you talk about his yards per attempt. You talk about the dearth of plays they've had over 20 yards. However, Tony, Jeremy Macklin is back. They may even get a guy like Danny Woodhead, who could be a boon to the passing game. And I like the matchup against Green Bay. If Flacco's talking about how they want to open it up, might they open it up? All right. This is the tough one because you're the 4900 bucks. If he opens it up, right? Right. You could get a starting off. quarterback that's won a Super Bowl or Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he threw 52 passes in his last game. Mm-hmm. 52 passes. He completed 65% of them. He ended up with 17 fantasy points. So uh, if we throw it down the field a little more and all of a sudden we're in the 20-point range and we're getting five times the value, uh, that's a big number. So you have to include him in there. And he's certainly risky here. But this upside, Mike Wallace is the guy that's got to have a big day. 
for them to put it up. And I also like Ben Watson in this game. Interesting. Let me ask you, though, Tony, one of the guys I mentioned that would be part of this offense once again, Danny Woodhead. Do you think he can help improve the stock of a guy like Joe Flacco? Because, listen, they have been, you know, Yards per attempt is not there. He's a check-down machine that used to be to Buck Allen. Don't you think Danny Woodhead kind of has more skill in this role than a guy like Buck Allen? Yeah, he's got more skill, but I don't know how much more skill. Like, that, that, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't think – like, they're talking about going down the field, and all of a sudden we're worried about Danny Woodhead coming back and catching four-yard passes out of the backfield. So, I, I don't know. That, like, that's a tough call because in what kind of Danny Woodhead do we get? Do we get the Danny Woodhead we've been seeing, or do we get a gimpy Danny Woodhead coming out? So, that's the tough call there. And all of a sudden now, it's speculation that Woodhead might not play this week. So we could see Buck Allen back there. And I'm okay with that because I think Buck Allen's done okay as far as being a pass catcher out of the backfield. Yeah, he has been okay, but I think you hit on it. Ben Watson has a security blanket. Mike Wallace has the guy who could take, you know, have a 60-70 yard score. And honestly, Jeremy Macklin, now that he is back, he had eight catches last week. And the last two weeks he's been back. He has been a real part of that offense. He is a high-quality wide receiver against what would be the Green Bay Packers, so it could be very interesting what Joe Flacco does. Hey, Tony, the last guy I want to ask you about is Blake Bortles at 5,200, but here's the thing. Leonard Fournette only had something like 35 yards last game. I gotta figure that they are going to be able to have the game script the way they want against Cleveland, and that means Blake Bortles doesn't throw the ball too much. He's also down Alan Hearns, and like you said, D.D. Westbrook, you know, has how many touches or catches in his NFL career? Not too many. Couldn't this be one where they try to hop in, hop out, ride Fournette and that defense and get out of Dodge with a W? That's what you would think, right? But here's the crazy part in this game. It's been a month since Leonard Fournette's put up a big game where he had the injury, he had the suspension, then he had the lackluster game. So it's been a month. Cleveland Browns, fifth best team against the run. We'll talk about it when we come back. All right, let's get into that a little bit more when we come back right here on Lineup Lock Live. Tony's going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we got an NBA lineup to give out as well. Come on right back. DFS lineup block sponsored by DailyRoto.com. They believe they are a better team when Drew Brees does not have to be a volume thrower like he has been in years past. I think it's a very good thing for the New Orleans Saints. Less good for Brees' fantasy owners. Drew Brees, I don't know what his deal is here because he used to be a guy that cared about padding his stats and now he's handing off, handing off. He is the one guy I wouldn't play. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, we were talking about Leonard Fournette and what he was going to do vis-a-vis Blake Bortles. I understand he hasn't had a big-time game for over a month at this point with this uh, the, the benching, the bye, the game against the Chargers. And you mentioned how good the Browns are against the run, but I submit his effort against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were second in the league against the run at the time. And Leonard Fournette went off for 181 yards and two touchdowns, put 30 fantasy points up. Why couldn't it be like that on Sunday? Well, in that game, uh, Ben Roethlisberger played the Red Cross with his five interceptions. And you have more faith in Deshaun Kaiser or Cody Kessler or (laughs) Kevin Hogan? 
<laughs> nine, yeah, 90 yards of that uh, where, where when the game was over in the fourth quarter and the only person left in the stands was Shad Khan rooting on his Jaguars. Fair enough, fair enough. I think it's still going to be a similar game script. If you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, not only do you know about our DKMS promo, but you hear the commercials and Mike Florio mentioned that he would drop oh. Jordy Nelson, who is probably a first-round pick. But, Tony, you got to evolve. You know, situations change. I personally would bench but not drop him. I'd just try and trade him. Yeah. Would you be okay dropping Jordy Nelson? No, I would bench him. I, I mean, he's not a loyal guy. I can't believe that, Mike Florio. That's like saying if your wife got in a car accident, right, and she couldn't get out of bed for a month and couldn't make dinner, you'd get rid of her and get a new girlfriend to, so you could get dinner. That's how I felt like listening to Mike Florio. Well, Florio's still a young man. Maybe he sees a long stretch of road ahead of him, and he still thinks he Jeez. can change ships midstream. Hey, Tony. People come here for your NBA lineup. You are on a heater right now. How about you flop them nuts for the people in the association tonight? Got James Harden, 12,300. Spencer Didwadi, 4,800. CJ Miles will get the start for Powell tonight, 3,400. Al Horford starting at center, 7,600. Clinton Capella, 7,100. Patty Mills in San Antonio, 4,200. Kenny Anderson, San Diego. Tony of 4,500, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr., 5,600. Dallas has two guards out tonight. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and Devin Harris both out tonight, and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. will get extra playing time, and he's putting up big numbers. Tony is going with LeBron's guy, Dennis Smith Jr., their first-round pick out of the eighth spot who uh, was available because uh, Phil Jackson wanted to go with Frenchie Frank instead. Tony, I told everybody about DKMS. They can go on over to DailyRoto.com, which is our sponsor, slash DKMS, and they could learn about how they could help save a life by registering to be a blood donor, a bone marrow donor. They can still enter these DFS contests, and they could try to you know, follow the network and find out when the trivia contest is going on and get tickets for two up to the big game with Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. Tony, as I look ahead to the rest of the week, I see 11 games on the slate in the NBA tomorrow, so we'll probably be real heavy on the NBA, but then not so much on Thursday, only two games on Thursday. So on Thursday, if people want to listen live and follow along with the polls, we'll be doing running backs and wide receivers. We may get some tight end ends in as well, and then we're going to put the people's lineup in a 50-50. Tony, we got to go 50-50s for the people and get back in the black. The people got to want it. And I got to tell you the one thing is, you know, I'm all for animal rights, but nobody has to protect the Kung Fu Panda. I believe he'll protect himself and he'll be able to withstand anything the world's got against him. Really, Tony, how is it that you know so much about like animated movies? Is that what you're doing when you're after, uh, you know, after like DFS today or fantasy news desk late at night? You throw in a little bit of Disney, a little bit of Pixar. Is that what you're doing? I got a lot of kids. I got a lot of kids. You know, that's the only thing me and Antonio Cromartie have in common. Fair enough. You got to check out his reality TV show, The Cromarties. <laughs> He's got about 11 of them roaming around. I actually have a story, Tony. Do you know that Antonio Cromartie actually had a vasectomy after something like his eighth yeah. kid and then popped out like three more? He is truly a medical marvel for Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Catch us tomorrow on Lineup Block Live. You got your winning lineup tonight in the Association. We got all NBA tomorrow. Dane and Tony, come on back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you tomorrow, Tom.